Mischief, you heard? Pretty chubby flaco, dímelo mi gente. Oh, it's that time again. And we're going to start shooting the ish. And we got somebody special here with us again. And he is one of the very tough guys of the industry today. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Parnell, a.k.a. Warhorse. Hey, everybody. It's the Warhorse coming at you straight out of this podcast how's everybody doing today Woo! feeling the energy yeah, feeling the energy Good, brother I... you, baby? Horsepower. whoa 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 yeah horsepower baby <laughs> jake man you're you're making a lot of noise in nbc man we know you very well we're about to see you this weekend as well but why don't you talk to the fans a little bit tell them about yourself and tell them how you got into this industry man to begin with man for the people at home they don't really know so i'm from st louis and it's really hard to get into wrestling here. Essentially, I found out there was a abandoned brewery with a wrestling ring in, and that's where I got trained at. Oh, that's amazing. That is yeah. amazing. And it's supposedly it's haunted. There's like a floor that you can't put any furniture or anything up there because it'll just you'll come in the next day and it'll all be smashed. So whatever lives up there, we leave that alone. <laughs> uh, so literally, like stuff will get wrecked if you leave it there. Yeah, it's connected. It's the Limp Brewery. And uh, the Limp Mansion is within the same family and, and whatnot. So mm-hmm. they own it. And supposedly both are haunted. And there was a bunch of suicides in the Limp Mansion oh, and shit. stuff along those lines. So there's it, the whole the whole place is, is fucked. Just throw it away. Just get rid of it. It's haunted. <laughs> they got a wrestling ring there. And that's where I was trained. I was trained by uh, Ricky Cruz, Dingo Machete, who was the longest reigning IWA Mid-South champion oh. in history. Hello. And by Hooligans. So my my first question immediately got to be, man, if, if if you just said suicides, who's the booker there? Like, it had to be the writing, right? <laughs> it had to be the writing. <laughs> oh, at the at the brewery. Yeah. Oh no, it, it was uh, Dynamo Pro runs the school there, and luckily the guy, I don't know, he has like a weird fascination with stuff like that. So he's got you know all sorts of zombie shit all over his car and stuff like that. So he's all about it. Oh, that's pretty cool. He bought in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he loves that shit. It's, <laughs> it's not too far of a of a of a mix there when you start mixing like creepy shit like like scary stuff, voodoo, and wrestling, and it's just all it's not it's not far from the from the tree, right? The boogeyman. No, I mean, it's the same but different for sure. Like it, at a certain part of the brewery, they do haunted houses every year, and he's constantly trying to get a ring set up. So that way they can do like matches for the lines going into the haunted houses every Halloween. That's fuck. That's actually that's genius. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I do too. It just hasn't happened yet. So hopefully, uh, maybe maybe this year's the year. So oh, growing oh, up, yeah. Jake, uh, who did you look for uh, towards for inspiration? Like, who were some of your oh, favorite yeah. wrestlers? Uh, it was Hulk Hogan before he said the N word. That was probably <laughs> the most inspirational person at the time. <laughs> I've got to clear that up so people understand that it was he was different then. And, and right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like people that are like, no, no, I'm I'm an old school R. Kelly fan. Like before I found out. Yeah, yeah. Before he was a fucking monster. Jesus. Yeah. 
Well, you can't blame me, right? Uh, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. I mean, he was a cornerstone of the industry for a very long time. So who can blame you? Oh, he's so good. Like I can go back and watch his stuff now. He's just fucking awesome. Uh, do you have so, like a like a match that stands out? Uh, the first I remember the first match I ever saw. It oh, was really? him versus yeah. It was on a Coliseum videotape. I didn't even know what the hell that was whenever I put it in, but it was him versus... <laughs> and you absorbed it all. I'm sorry. Oh, him versus... yeah. I mean, Hulkamania was running wild for at least two weeks after that. <laughs> Little Jake running around his apartment with a with red and gold fucking blaze emblazoned in his shirt. Oh, yeah. I cut the sleeves off a shirt. I made, like, a Fu Manchu mustache out of construction <laughs> paper. Question. Speaking about Hulk Hogan, were you growing up, were you more of a WWF? kind of guy or WCW kind of fan? So I got into wrestling about 96 and okay, I didn't fair know enough. the WWF existed until about 99 because being from St. Louis, it was always an NWA territory. And okay, right. honestly, like everybody here watched wrestling at the chase or they watched world-class from Dallas. And then whenever the shit got bought out by Vince, essentially, uh, Everybody would tune in to WWF and they'd be like, we don't like that hokey shit. We like Rathbone. So they stuck with WCW and then like that's that's all I ever knew growing up. Until, like uh, like my parents split up and my mom had a boyfriend and he like put Stone Cold on TV. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? He, he looks like shitty Goldberg. So it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much that's pretty much until like 2003. I didn't. I didn't actually watch the WWF. Okay. Right, so you had to constantly defend Hogan versus Flair, didn't you? No, actually, I was so young that I would fall asleep before the main events, so I missed a lot of like Hogan Flair and Flair Piper and shit like that. I would Aww. see the and I would see Hogan being a bad guy, but because it was so early in the night, I didn't know he was a bad guy yet. Like I had no idea Hulk Hogan was a heel. I just thought he had a cool new black shirt. <laughs> so, Jake, um, tell me, talk to me about the indies a little bit, man. Tell me about your journey and tell me how. If, if there any, has there been any rough, rough struggles for you in this journey, man? What, what, what do you see as as common obstacles for yourself? Oh man, that's there's a couple couple things unpacking that question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavy as question. As far as like the journey, there's always going to be rough patches, and there's like. Right now, I'm in a pretty good spot as far as the journey is considered, I think. But I've had rough patches to where, you know, getting concussions and knocked out in matches and shit, that'll rock you for a little bit. And then before the War Horse gimmick, I used to be in the Viking War Party. And we were, like, traveling around, and, and we went, within one week, we went from St. Louis over to... Las Vegas, then Los Angeles, then Sacramento, California, then back to St. Louis, then over to Orlando, Florida, and then back to St. Louis, and then up to Chicago and back, all within the span of, like, a week and a half. That wow. poor, poor car. Yeah. Oh, it was, it smelled terrible. I don't recommend <laughs> it. It wasn't necessarily a rough patch, because I was with my best friends in the world, Alex Rudolph and Frank Wyatt, but... Outside of that, I mean, I've had a couple rough patches. Whenever we split up the Viking War Party, it was rough because I didn't know, you know, being in a tag team for like two or three years, it's really hard to just drop right into singles. And you see so many tag teams split up where, like, 
both the dudes just kind of fade away and fizzle because, you know, the substance was the tag team. There's no substance in the singles match. Like, you know, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. 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 There's always there's always one that rises out of the group pretty much. Right. Uh, Yeah. I like to think I'm that one. So (laughs) (laughs) that's good. Tell me at least. But I'm still I'm still acting as if uh, if nobody knows who I am. So I'm, you know, working just as hard as I was whenever we split up the team. Sort of like keep, sort of like keeping your every project like as your first, right? Yeah, exactly. And if you look right. at it that way, it's much easier to like stay focused and work hard on the shit instead of just, you know, instead of it becoming an afterthought. And then it's like, okay, well, wrestling's doing good enough. I might as well just start focusing on other shit. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know a lot about getting hurt and you know stuff happening in the ring. I don't want to get too too early, but you're not afraid of jumping in the crowd and beating up on your opponent in there, right? Talk to me about some of like some some funny moments or or awkward moments jumping in the crowd. Any funny things happen to you while while jumping in the crowd with with your opponent? Um man, I've had in Tennessee, it was the weirdest shit. It was like <laughs> right before we started brawling. Okay, so you you can imagine in Tennessee, they're they're just, you know, southern boys and they're brother 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 and you know say your prayers eat your vitamins all that shit so i'm i'm waiting for alex to tag me in and this was whenever i was still in the vikings and like for whatever reason there was something in my mouth like a hair or something so i just spit on the floor and this lady lost her fucking mind just because i spit on the floor (laughs) she's like quit spitting on that damn floor and i'm like in my head i'm like well she ain't the boss of me, so I just kept spitting on the floor. <laughs> yes. We brawled all the way around the building and stuff, and I walked You and the old lady? No, 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 no. No, no, no. us and our opponents, but I walked back to the old... Like, we brawled across from where they were at. They were up against the wall, essentially. We went to the opposite wall, brawled to the bleachers, and I stopped brawling and walked straight back over that lady just to spit next to her and then walk back over and keep brawling. <laughs> Oh, that's gold. That is gold, man. And, that uh, is gold. You guys know Too Tough Tony? Not aware. Not so, familiar. He used to team with uh, Mad Man Pondo back in the day. They were Baka guys. They, were, they did Big Japan a bunch. And they're, they do JCW, like Juggalo Championship Wrestling. They're in with those guys. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, he's a, he's a vet. Like, he fucking... Real quick, he lights his hand on fire and punches you. And that's the finish. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Jesus. And he, like, he still goes hard as fuck. If anybody gets a chance, they need to like book and watch Too Tough Tony. He's the man that doesn't get enough credit. But anyways, we were having a match with them, and we were calling everything on the fly. And I went out to this outside of the ring, and I, this fan was sitting in this chair. And the fan handed me the chair to, to like... Uh, to use in the match. So I grabbed it and I just set it on the ground and got back in the ring, like laid it flat. And then the fan, I, I went back out, fan tried to hand me the chair and I went to grab it and they dropped it on the ground. So I just grabbed it and set it back up. So it was back to a normal chair. And then me and Tony, uh, Tony went out to outside the ring and fucking laid it back down. So I get back out and I set it back up and we start fucking crawling all over the building and every time, I shit you not, it was like 14 or 15 rounds of this. Just he would brawl <laughs> over to the fucking chair, set it up. I'd brawl back over, tear it back down. And it was like it was like a silent argument. It was a fucking weird <laughs> thing. 
it's just the, the subtle things, man. The little things in the indie wrestling that gets over, man, that we love so much. Those and, those and, things are appreciated, man. And I'm sure the crowd popped for the fucking chair every time. Oh, yeah. they <laughs> like It was one of those weird little things that they were just, like, loving it just because it was so odd. And, like, they felt like they were included because, you know, they tried to hand me the chair and Tony set it up. I took it back down and just... It was one of those, like, rubbing elbows type of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks. So, Jake, if you had to pick one style and, and you had to, to, to label your, your wrestling style as, what would it be? I mean, I, I'm definitely more explosive than most as far as, like, okay. worrying about impact and, and just, you know, it's very, very explosive boom, boom, boom style. So I guess Kings Road would be the, the correct term because, okay. it, you know, that all Japan big, big impactful moves, but the Southern style of storytelling. And that's one thing that's overlooked with Kings Road. Number one, people think it's all strong style and it's fucking not. They're wrong. Uh, <laughs> Kings Road is all about like fighting through pain and just having long enduring matches. And then with like guys like Terry Gordy, Stan Hansen and fucking uh, Steve Williams going over there. They brought the southern storytelling elements to it, and that's why it seems that's why it resonates with us so well because it's already Americanized more so than like uh, strong style. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it wouldn't be far fetched to say that you're you're familiar with the death match, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> I've been so, in a death match. Talk, talk, talk to me about that death match, man. Tell, tell me tell me how how do you how do you mentally prepare for those things, man? I mean. There's some people, like any type of match you need conditioning for. Uh, but deathmatch wrestling is a whole different thing because you have to be ready to put your body through pain. Like there's yeah. some things that have happened to me that to where it's like, okay, this fucking hurts, but oh, well, I'll deal with it. It's like another level with those guys because you're dealing with glass and barbed wire and you things that aren't necessarily in your realm of control. Because barbed wire can just fuck you up or glass can sliver off and you can have a piece of glass sitting in you. I think I was talking to Madman Pondo one day and he said, oh, I just had this piece of glass come out of me the other week. I haven't had a fucking glass match in about two years. And apparently that thing had been in his elbow for like seven years or some shit. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Wow. I mean, I know personally a friend that he would he got into an accident once and Literally, this was back in high school, and, and he he'd have glasses fall, glass coming out of his skin at lunch, like for years, yeah, for years. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Crazy. I used to uh, work in the back of a glass and mirror shop, and I had a, a mirror sliver go in my finger, and you could see a little reflection of light for like a week and a half until that thing oh, finally shit. worked. <laughs> That's what? crazy. I mean, immediately when I look at you guys doing death matches and stuff like that, I, I got to think that's got to be adrenaline, right? At least 50 to 60% adrenaline, right? Yeah, because you can't be a, like, you can't go into a death match and be a fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> you pretty much got to buck up and do it. And there's plenty, there's plenty of, like, men and women that do it regularly that I'm just like, God, I don't know how you do it. And there's people over in Japan that they just tour with the shit. And they're doing, like, death matches every night or every other night. And I'm like, God, you guys are fucking insane. So, I got to ask you this, man. Can you explain to me the difference? Because there's so many fans out there that criticize the thing, man. Um, can you explain to me the difference of the death match that's done by these guys that with no story involved in it 
versus one with story in it. Well, that seems to be the argument commonly. I prefer my death matches with stories, so I'll watch Jun Kasai versus fucking Masada any day of the week. Oof. Like those are some of my favorite matches, and I think if you're gonna start watching death matches, you should watch those because at least there's, even if you decide you don't like death matches halfway through, at least there's a storytelling element where they're you know working towards the big things that are gonna happen instead of just doing it up front and then hitting each other with tubes until they run out of fucking tubes. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get seen, that. You've seen enough matches to where it's like glass for the sake of glass it, or going to a death match tournament to where it's like match number three and nobody really gives a shit like what you hit each other with because they've already seen, you know, two matches chock full of that stuff, you know? Right. So things of that nature, I honestly prefer death matches with storytelling, but also... You know, anybody, I could fucking go do a death match and not have a story in it and just, like, slice myself up. It's, it's not that hard. Like, anybody could do it. My fucking grandma could go do it. <laughs> He's dead. So just to give you an idea of how easy it is to do a fucking death match with no story, anybody can do it. That's why, that's why you see it in backyards, too. You know, like, backyard wrestlers, they'll fucking do, do death matches. They don't really understand, like, finer points of storytelling and shit so it's it's just a lower lower common denominator does that make sense yeah but no i fucking enjoy death matches i love watching them especially when they're good i have like i'm I'm friends with a lot of death match guys like marcus crane's my fucking real good buddy oh you know guys like that they're 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 cool with me i don't have a problem with them i i enjoy their art nice who's your favorite Favorite to watch. Deathmatch guy. Oh man, fucking Matt Tremont, dude. He's so good. Matt Tremont. (laughs) He doesn't get enough love for just like being as good of a fucking wrestler as he is. Like ignoring the deathmatch thing. His promos are always like before I started cutting promos regularly and found my style, I was watching his promos and just trying to figure out, you know, what he's doing different versus everybody else. And like he actually speaks from the heart whenever he cuts his promos, so it's different. And, like, it actually, you believe everything he's saying because he's he's talking to you from his point of view versus, like, what he thinks his point of view is. You know what I mean? Right. I, I have a I have a quick random question, Jake. So what do you think about no. that? <laughs> I will not tolerate this nonsense. Okay. okay. Um, what, what do you think? What do you think about that death match that uh, David Arquette had with Nick Cage and how oh, it ended? I, that was fun. That was fucking cool, right? <laughs> with the with the no cell at the end, he just got up and walked away. Man, uh, that's just I've. I know Gage pretty well, and I've met Arquette like once or twice now. So I don't nothing. This is not bad mouthing or anything. It's just like I think Arquette figured out what he was getting himself into, and then decided against it. Mm, okay. Like mid match. <laughs> like, well, right in that in that instant of he fucking he panicked because he got cut with a tube, which yeah. that's another thing of glass is unpredictable so it cut him in a way that he wasn't prepared for because you know like i said earlier you can't control glass so he panicked yeah he panicked and he thought gage was trying to pull some shit and gage thought he was trying to pull some shit and then and then arquette being like a smart guy just you know backed off instead of escalating the situation or try to cover up whatever the fuck just happened 
Like, honestly, I think that's one of the best ways it could have been handled. Despite the kayfabe breaking stuff that happened, I still, you know, he did his, his adrenaline was pumping real hard. So it would have been real easy for him to do something fucking dumb and vice versa on Gage's end too. You know what I mean? Like when you're in that instant, especially when glass just cuts your fucking neck and you're freaking out, like it'd be really easy to, to do the wrong next step, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's what Um, I think. Fucking cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun to watch. It was a moment for sure. Yeah. Was there anything you've ever seen that you had thought to yourself like, wow, this is a lot. This is too much. As far as like death matches or just yeah, things? yeah. Well, yeah. I guess anything. Yeah, anything. It's been like nothing jumps to mind right away. I've never seen anything that made me go, "Oh my god, that was a lot." And you know, I wrestled for IWA Mid South for a while. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> That's the one. Not so much. Not so much like a one match in particular. It's just. You know, they have shows at one point they were doing Thursdays and Saturdays and you'd hear about whatever death match they did on Thursdays. And then you'd come in on Saturday and like they'll tell you they swept the ring out three times and there's fucking glass everywhere. And you're like, what the fuck did you guys do Thursday? <laughs> you just added whoever was there on Thursdays. Wow. All right. Um, I think I've stalled long yeah. enough, man. Um, you know. They, some people think Tony Montana is the, the Scarface, is the real Scarface, man. <laughs> but, my man, you wear a scar of, of honor. And, oh. dude, you know I'm talking about Gary J here. The incident with the, with, the, with the turnbuckle. Can you walk me through that, man? How, what was your state of mind? Like, I know you finished the match and, and, and everything. And, dude, standing ovation, man. What, what's going through your mind through this whole process? So I didn't realize it was as bad as it was. Okay. When it happened, I thought it hooked an old scar that I had in my mouth. But then, like, I was just looking in the mirror the other day because I was like, where the fuck is that scar at then? And that, that was like a year ago. So I'm constantly thinking about this thing all the time because, you know, it's, it's in my mouth. I can literally run my tongue across the new scar and stuff. So I saw the old scar. It's on the wrong side of the mouth. So now, now we can clarify. It definitely had nothing to do with that. Oh, okay, okay. But, but, uh, no, he had the turnbuckle in my mouth. He only unhooked it from one post instead of all four. So when he threw me out, it snagged and just ripped right out. Because he threw me right out of the ring. And then I just got up. I knew something was up because there was a lot of blood. But I'm like, hey, I've, you know, I've seen a lot of blood. Like, I had one time I got color over at IWA Mid-South. And I bled for like 20 minutes straight and ended up blacking out in the bathroom. So, oh, shit. okay, well, I know I can at least finish the match based on how much blood I'm losing. You're like, straight. yeah, I've got about 80 minutes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I'll, be, I'll be out in the back, but we'll get through this shit. So I forgot about, about this particular thing, it's, but I get back in the ring. Gary looks at me. He goes, oh, shit, that's bad. And I go, fucking hit me. And I slapped him. Right. And then we then we kept going. Flat first, yeah. with the chair. And I there's a clip on Facebook that I just put up because the promoter from Zero One USA, where the match happened, he's he was looking for clips from that match because he's putting something together. Um, he found a clip that a fan took, where you can't see what I'm looking at, but I remember now because I was looking back, you could see a bunch of heads stacked up uh, through the curtain, 
they're just looking. They're they're going, oh my god, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> also backstage, you mean? Yeah, ba- backstage. But you can you okay. can only see me in the ring, and I'm looking at them, and I point at my mouth, and I shrug my shoulders, and then I just kind of like. Not- tilt my head to the side like up oh, what are you gonna fucking do oh this i thought that was a fan i thought you did that to a fan because i saw that on youtube but it was a different angle though i thought you were doing no, that to a fan so though you can go on uh facebook right now i uploaded it there oh it's all dope yeah i'm YouTube checking i'm checking it out now yeah it's crazy yeah <laughs> it oh, off. Man. i remember shrugging it off until like i saw that and i'm like oh yeah i did do that that's but, crazy man yeah i've had that's usually the the main podcast question. That yeah, I bet. I'm, I'm sorry. I ha- I, no, I'm you're sorry if it's, if it's repetitive, man. Didn't mean to. No, it's you know, not keep repetitive asking the same because stuff. like you guys might probably have a bunch of listeners that aren't familiar with me, so they're gonna look this up and see my face hanging off, and they're gonna be like, "Whoa, this guy <laughs> may be tough." And then uh, people usually ask like how it's healing up, and it's healed up very well. I wish it didn't heal up so well because. You can't fucking see it until you're <laughs> up close. So, yeah, so that's why I do a lot of selfie-style pictures and promos and stuff so you can actually see the fucking thing. And Fuck yeah, sell that yeah. bad boy. Oh, yeah, man. They're supposed to say tanning makes your scars look worse, and I've been tanning my ass off for, like, the past two months, and nothing's <laughs> happened. Nothing. So that's bullshit. You're just gonna be, you're gonna be pretty. You're doomed to be pretty, Jake. Curse, <laughs> man. It really is. Ah, oh, must be hard. <laughs> is that, is that the reason that the rules were changed in New York? Oh, no, that was a yes. different man that, <laughs> that I was in. So. <laughs> yeah, cause I heard that. Also, oh, it is your fault. Yeah, just, it's yeah, it's, the, Jay, yeah, it's his fault. It's just I, all right. So it wasn't this one. So what happened? <laughs> It was me, Alex Rudolph, and we were at the Viking War Party wrestling for Tier 1 back whenever they were running. I think they're coming back again. I think they have a show planned in the future. But anyway, it was me and Alex versus uh, uh, Connor Claxton and Jacob Black. Or no, Logan Black? I can't remember. Man, I, I know his, his fucking shoot name, but I don't want to say it. So we'll just go with what I just said. And I'm fucking right. <laughs> But anyways, we're brawling, and we're having this match, and, like, we brawl over the guardrail, right? The only reason we, we, we already okayed all this stuff with the athletic commissioner. Okay. Who was like, all right, you know what? I used to work in Madison Square Garden. There's nothing you're going to do that I give a shit about, so go ahead. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. So we, we do this shit. We pile up a bunch of chairs on the outside of the ring. We do like flips and shit into the chairs. We're brawling around. Connor gets color somehow. I forgot how. But we brawl through the crowd. We brawl back into the ring. We're getting, we still like, we're fighting and all of a sudden the bell starts ringing. And we're looking at the ref and the ref's like, what? I didn't count to three. I didn't do anything. And like, cause we're instantly mad at him thinking he did something. Right. Well, it's the, it's the owners of the building over in the corner of the building screaming at the fucking DJ to stop the match. <laughs> and then the ref, like we look at the ref and the, and the ref looks at the announcer and the ref's like fuck that we're gonna keep going <laughs> <laughs> yes we keep going i take like a tombstone pile driver on a chair like an open chair and it was just a fucking wild match and the following week or two weeks later they banned hardcore wrestling in new york <laughs> so that was that yeah that was partially my fault 
partially <laughs> the other guys, partially that ref for saying no, fuck it. And you know what? Good on him for doing so. Because he knew what the people wanted. They wanted a hardcore wrestling band, I think. Said, <laughs> now, this guy that you said, this guy you said that was waiting for you out that day to, to go off and, you know, handle what he's worked at the garden. What's his role? Like, he, he has to, whatever he sees, he reports right away? Or what? He, he's, is he allowed to make those calls? Like a fire marshal? Well, he's and there, shit? kind of. So he's there to enforce the rules of the state. Because he's there from the athletic commission. There's some, like Missouri has an athletic commission, and that's why I don't wrestle in Missouri, because you have to pay for a license. It's way crazier than you. New York, you have certain rules, like you have to have a barricade. You can't go into the crowd. You have to take a short physical before your match. Like, you have to get a, a heart beating, stuff like that. They treat it essentially like, like how an MMA or boxing match would go. Gotcha. Ah. So they're checking that to make sure nobody gets injured. They're making sure you don't go, go into the crowd. And with us, we were like, boy, we really want to go into the fucking crowd, so let's ask this guy. And we did, and he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So it wasn't even on him. And I hope he – like, I've never heard from this guy ever again since this happened. So I hope he didn't get fired or something. <laughs> but it's uh like evolves rain in this building. It's like a church, I think. I yeah, do you know what I'm talking about. It's that yeah. building. But yeah, that's we fucked up their chairs and they got all mad about it. <laughs> Yo, chairs are expensive, Jake. You can't be fucking them up. Well, you know, don't put them there where I can fucking grab them. Then. <laughs> now, I heard a rule that you can't even touch the guardrail or move it or such. Like, is that true? Some places are crazy like that. I can't speak for New York, but I know Kentucky's like that, to where if you even nudge that fucking guardrail the wrong way, though, that athletic uh, director will shut that shit down right away. Missouri's crazy. So Missouri, you have to get blood work, a physical. You end up paying like $100 out of pocket. But if you're like me, you can get promoters to reimburse it, so it's not that big of a deal. But it's still it's just the hassle of going to do it, making sure that you get the paperwork back on time. You do that. Plus, you have to pay a license fee. Plus, the promoter has to have insurance on the building, which every promoter should, so that's not that big of a deal. But they have to get, when the athletic uh, person from the athletic commission gets there, they have to give them a $1,000 deposit so they hold hmm. on to it until the end of the night. But some, uh, some of the people are cool to where they'll just make sure you have it, and then they'll just fucking leave, and they won't even stay to the end of the show. They just leave, and you can do whatever uh -huh. you want for the rest of the show. All right. See, those are the cool guys. Yeah, right? <laughs> See, in yeah, Jersey, so, like, you don't even need to have a ring. <laughs> no, I know. You don't, you don't need anything in Jersey. It's fucking great over there. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that sounds promising for this weekend. Oh, no, for sure. Like, <laughs> with the Garden State Invitational coming up, I can't wait to see somebody die. Like, I hope, oh, I, man. I, hope I kill him. I want to kill him into the crowd. So that way he just bleeds and he dies. And then, well, you know what? <laughs> Look at the beater. Can't, like, fucking take our chairs and kill him with our chairs. Fags, please. Oh, but you don't want me touching your chairs. I thought, what happened with the chair rule? <laughs> no, no, no. Take, I will fucking hand you my chair. <laughs> that, that, let's just say that Colin would appreciate you with that mentality for your first match alone. Taking care of uh, Brandon Kirk, right? Oh, I know. He keeps talking to me about it. He's excited <laughs> for the whole tournament. He's told me the rundown 18 times. He, uh, I actually had to cancel a show in Wisconsin so I could be there for this tournament because he's like, Jake, you got to fucking be there. Jake, you got to fucking be there. And I was like, all right, leave me alone. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>
right, got a little cut. Obviously, though, this tournament's fucking stacked. I'm sure, like, I've heard people say it's the hottest tournament of the summer. I can't wait to be a part of it. Um, no I'm really glad I canceled that Wisconsin booking because apparently it's going to fucking rain the whole time anyways. Oh, so man. I feel real good about this. <laughs> it helps. It helps. Well, uh, at 6 p.m., we're going to be part of the pre-show as well, Jake. So if you want to come by, grab a beer, uh, play cool. some pong, we're going to be doing the pre-show pregame to Synergy's Garden State Invitational. Ooh, man. Are you guys going to be live streaming anywhere? Oh, uh, Instagram. Probably. Yeah. Oh, well, hell yeah. All right, cool. I so, I might uh, pick you up on it. I might come sneak out in the parking lot and say, hey. Whoa, dope, cool. dope. That's cool. Lose at some games, man. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's your party game? Like, what's the game that, like, you're untouchable at? Well, I got to get invited to parties first. Uh, hello, we're inviting you now. <laughs> No, uh, the only time, the only party game I really know is like beer pong and flippy cup. And the only time I played, I played flip cup, but that was literally at a match in the ring. At a frat house. <laughs> of like, course. Yeah, the frat house paid for a show and we were all there and just playing fucking flip cup in the ring. And then I did a double stomp out of a truck. Yes. 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 <laughs> nice. We're gonna make a great pre-show then, if that's the case. We need right, a truck. I'll, I'll double stomp someone if you if you want me to. Oh, somebody book the truck. I don't give a shit. Let's do it. Oh, party. We're doing it. All right, we'll figure that out. But we're doing that. <laughs> I mean, they can't ban hardcore wrestling, but maybe we'll get so rough that they have to make an athletic commission. <laughs> Probably Let's not. Them up. We're creating jobs in Jersey. Yeah, we're you're welcome. Here, that's the most American shit you can do. <laughs> I got a story for you. The most American thing I've ever done, we wrestled down in Mexico, but we got there by uh, walking across the border. And whenever you walk across the border, you don't need your, uh, you don't really need anything because you're a citizen. They have to let you back in. So you can walk across. So we, we technically crossed illegally to steal jobs from Mexican wrestlers. So oh. you know, that's like the most American shit you can do is steal jobs from Mexicans. I'm just saying. Yo. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying I'm more American than most. <laughs> you, sir, have done your part, let me say. Yeah, I've done my part, damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> so we, uh, we like to end with a round of chair shots, which are like just lightning questions. You say the first thing that comes to your head. Oh, God. This is going to go south real quick. <laughs> open can't for fucking like wait. That. I can't <laughs> fucking wait. Oh. Um, so, are you ready? All right. I think I'm ready. What's your favorite cheat meal? Cheat meal. Pizza. What's your favorite movie? Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Ooh. Uh, okay. Superpower, if you could have one. Uh, flight. Oh, a uh, person you want to meet, either real or fictional. Oh, man, probably Hulk Hogan. But, you know, like pre N word Hulk Hogan, <laughs> like back in time. <laughs> yeah, like, back in time. like eat your eat your vitamins, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, like, like good Hulk Hogan, <laughs> still friends with Mr. T Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, what's the <laughs> purchase you've ever made? Wait, what's that? Say it again. What's the worst purchase you've ever made? That's that's a multiple choice question there. That's loaded. <laughs> <laughs> if 
my girlfriend tell you to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Pass. <laughs> he he please. You pass? Pass, pass, pass to where? <laughs> All right, we'll leave that jar <laughs> unopened. Um. <laughs> Uh, another one uh, I don't think you've answered yet, but what's the dumbest way you've been injured? Dumbest way I've been injured? Yeah. I lost half a tooth in my first match. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it got sheared right off because uh, I was actually wrestling Alex Rudolph uh, before we were even a team or anything. We wrestled each other, and he gave me a forearm, but I tucked my chin down the wrong way, and it just sheared my tooth in half. Wow. Yeah. It's one of my... Uh, Bottom canines. I'll show you at the after party or the pre-party. Yeah. Uh, check Instagram for that. Um, <laughs> useless yeah. talent. Useless talent. I can do that fucking cloverleaf thing with my tongue where you like shape it in the, you know how some people oh, can. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can do the three thing. Oh, I heard ladies, ladies love it. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been in a relationship for six years. What's that tell you? You, you, no nice things. Jake, you, Jake, you, you might have to teach me how to do that so I could uh, do a little something, something for my wife. Pre-party. <laughs> oh, Put it on Instagram. We're teaching. Running lessons. We're covering nice. all grounds at this pre-show, folks. Just know this. What is Jake Parnell's biggest fear? I don't know, the black abyss after I die. Ooh, dark. <laughs> Everything going to nothing. Okay. What's, um, what's your favorite sports team? Uh, man, I, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really watch sports. I used to watch baseball, but like, I hardly, I, I don't watch shit anymore. It's just all, all wrestling all the time. Ain't nothing but, wrong with that, brother. What's what's more important, do you think, in wrestling, the face or the heel? Oh, well, I mean, I guess the face, just because that's who the people want to see. But, you know, you have to have a heel in order to sell tickets because they will wrestle the face. But also, I've never heard of a heel-heel match, but I've heard of the face-face match. So I'm going to go with the face. Hmm. So you can still have face versus face matches. Oh, okay. Right. That's a great way to look at it. I never heard thought of it like that. Yeah. Who is your, your favorite heel of all time? Oh, shit. Bobby Heenan. Oh, yes. Nice. He's so nice. fucking good, man. He's so uh, What's your favorite role to play? Do you like to be a face or a heel? I prefer face, but, man, I can get down on some fucking heel work because being a face all the time sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, every wrestler, I think, right? <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, has wrong. like this mo- yeah, right, wrong. You shut up, dude. Uh, <laughs> has like a, this WrestleMania moment. It may not be at WrestleMania, but like a pinnacle of your career, like a peak. Like what for 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 you? What is that moment? Like what would be the the quote unquote WrestleMania moment for you? Again, doesn't have to be at WrestleMania or anything, but just I like that. Not because I don't have one. If that's the case. Okay. <laughs> But what's like that that peak that you want to hit in your career? Ah, uh, man, what one that I've had? Yeah, it's probably when my face was ripped open with a hook. Okay, <laughs> it's weird, you know. Like everybody's like, "This is my moment," and I'm just like, "I'll fuck my face." 
<laughs> but in I movie... remember some lady screaming, there's so much blood on the floor in the video. <laughs> oh, yeah, she sure did say that, didn't she? <laughs> she wasn't lying. <laughs> she wasn't complaining about spitting either. Uh... She wasn't complaining about spitting either. I just spit right there. He would have spit on the blood. <laughs> you, ever had to hit, you ever had to hit a fan? Have I ever had to hit a fan? Yeah. Uh, no, but it's gotten very close. Nice. I love punking out little kids, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're walking back to the back, and they've been talking shit the whole time. And I'll, I'll get up next to them, right? And I'll get, I don't make eye contact with them because, like, I'll just bend down like I'm taking a deep breath, you know, huffing and puffing. And, and I'll see him out of the corner of my eye, and they're, like, yelling and yelling. And then I'll just jump up and, and then buck up at him and make it scares the shit out of him. Parents always love it. The parents are just all about what? it. Like, yeah, I wish I could do that to little Jimmy. He's a shit <laughs> so, Oh, man. Fucking perfect. <laughs> so to end oh. this round of chair shots, we have to have a Jake Parnell promo. Promo? What, yeah, what do you what do you want to tell the fans? What do you want to tell Brandon Kirk coming up on Saturday? What's on your mind? Oh man. I want to take it seriously, but I also want to like make it joke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be really easy to, to say something funny right now. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Mike is yours, my friend. You ready? You ready? Well, you ready? Can you handle this fucking horsepower? Oh man, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> She was wrong. She couldn't handle it. Anyway. <laughs> <right>, ready? <clears throat> hey, it's the Warhorse. And Brandon Kirk, I want you to know, back off. I know karate, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, man. All right, there we go. That's the best promo I've ever cut. I'm uh, <laughs> You don't fucking want it. <laughs> I'm fucking clipping that, and that's gonna be the clip for the for the show. I <laughs> that that's gonna be a chant. I'm gonna start that chant. He knows karate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna get him popping. Gonna be dueling chants where it's like he knows karate, and then the other guys are like, "You're a dickhead." <laughs> we got oh, you. We'll, we got you. We'll get that. We'll get that going. Don't we, worry. We got you, Jake. <laughs> if we get a he knows karate, you got to give us the karate kid stance, like the fucking. Oh shit, that'll be dope. <laughs> I'll roundhouse that motherfucker. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jake, this was a great time, man. I appreciate the time, man. Thank you for coming on here, man. Um, well, we've been planning for a couple weeks now. I'm just glad we actually made it happen. No yeah. doubt, no doubt. We'll definitely see you on Saturday, July the 20th for the Garden State Invitational, man. Good luck in your match. Good luck in the rest of the way of the tournament. I'm sure I'm sure you're one of the heavy favorites right now. Um, oh, thank you, all right, I'll see you Saturday. Ten Appreciate it, Jake. Saturday. Have a good one.